From COK Studios in Sarah McCammon's Motorhome, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the recent nuclear bomb test in North Korea and what the next moves are for the United States. We'll also consider an in-depth preview of football season with Rick and Cecil from ESPN's Sports Yell. And we'll consider that it's time to make the donuts. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies, now serving our brand new signature menu for picky eaters and presidents, including plain pasta, chicken fingers bathed in ketchup, and well-done steak bites also bathed in ketchup. OMG McFlippies, flip in some flavor, neighbor. And the Bob Gates Foundation, he may not be as rich and famous as his brother Bill, but Bob Gates is a good man with a good foundation. Visit theothergates.org for more information on why Bill is a weenus. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Yesterday, U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley said in front of the U.N. Security Council that North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is begging for war with the latest nuclear test that Pyongyang says is its first fusion device, which is a much more powerful weapon than it has exploded in the past. Haley also said that incremental sanctions on North Korea imposed by the Security Council since 2006 have failed to stop Pyongyang's march towards more powerful and dangerous weapons, and that new measures need to be considered. While many are still hoping for a diplomatic solution to the situation in North Korea, there is agreement between leaders in the U.S. and South Korea that this latest bomb test is a more serious provocation than previous ones, and it needs to be dealt with accordingly. Joining us now from her Model UN conference in Geneva to report on North Korea is our senior international gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds. Hey! Melissa, what are you hearing about the steps being taken by the UN to mitigate this growing crisis in North Korea? It's totes tense, Connor. I mean, really, really tense. It's even tense here with our Model UN. Everyone was super nervous during our last snack break. You could hear a pin drop. I heard from my friend Penny's brother Dan, who works at the real UN, that that's pretty much what it's like at UN headquarters in New York, too. Well, I'm not surprised. What kinds of measures are being discussed? Well, the U.S. is expected to circulate a draft resolution of unspecified new sanctions for a possible vote of the Security Council next Monday. It's scary because North Korea was all, we're going to put our new nuclear device on one of our long-range intercontinental ballistic missiles, and the U.S. was all, no way. And then North Korea was all, don't sanction us or we'll fire it at Guam. And then the U.S. was all, We'll toast defend ourselves and our allies, so, you know, don't. Well, it sounds as if things are coming to a head. Oh, totes. It's just so dumb because Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump are just being so lame. They think they're being all bad and junk, and they just so aren't. It's, like, super annoying. Well, diplomacy is difficult when you have two very unpredictable and egotistical leaders. I know, right? Ugh, we actually did an exercise yesterday here at Model UN to see what it would be like if those two actually sat down and tried to work out a diplomatic solution. How did that go? Well, you tell me. I recorded it. We had my friend's seven-year-old brother, Mikey, play Kim Jong-un, and we had my stupid eight-year-old brother, Josh, play Trump. Here's what it was like. 
We hate you, America. You're stupid. Nuh-uh, you are. We're going to make you give up your nuclear weapons or else. <laughs> or else what? We're going to drop a whole bunch of fire and fury right on your stupid head. You better not. Our bombs are so big and awesome. Ours are bigger and more awesomer. And we have more friends than you anyways. Uh, we have friends? China's our friend and China's better. Oh yeah? Well, we still have better missiles and we're going to shoot your missile down. Uh, no, you won't. You won't even know until it's too late. No, we'll shoot it down and then we'll bomb your smelly country. We don't smell. North Korea smells like farts. Shut up! I don't shut up, I grow up, and when I look at you, I throw up. And then your dad, Kim Jong-il, comes along and licks it up. I bet my dad could beat up your dad. My dad would totally beat your dad. My dad built and owns slums, so he's used to dealing with crappy people like you. Well, I'm rubber and you're glue, and whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. It kind of keeps going on like this for a while. Wow, did the model Trump and Kim come to any kind of agreement? Not really. Talk of sanctions just devolved into... I know you are, but what am I? And then we had to stop when Trump sat on Kim and told him to stop hitting himself. That sounds like a pretty accurate depiction of how those negotiations would go. It's too bad we have to deal with atomic bombs and not just atomic wedgies. Thanks for that report, Melissa. No prob! That was senior international gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, reporting from Geneva. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge! Football season is here, and fans are justifiably excited for their favorite time of the year. The NFL kicks off this week, and college football began over the weekend, so there's lots to talk about. Fortunately, we have Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN Radio's Sports Yell here with us to break down all the action. Good to see you guys! Nice to be here. Yo, Dinah! So, football season is finally here. You must be excited. Oh yeah, it's very exciting. Cecil and I can only yell about baseball and golf for so long. Obviously, yelling about football is what we do best. Let's get into it then. Who are the teams to watch in the NFL this year? Well, hold on. We're not talking about that kind of football. Oh, okay. Uh, let's get into college then. What games are on your radar for the coming weekend? Yeah, we're, uh, we're not doing that either. Unfortunately, the show that used to be on right before ours, Soccer Screaming, was canceled. So to maintain their soccer fans, ESPN Radio is making us talk about European football in lieu of American football on our show. It's a whole new world for us, Dinah. All right. Well, let's discuss that kind of football then. The European leagues just started to play a few weeks ago, right? Yeah, I guess so. I it's it's hard to tell. We're, we're we're trying to keep up. Okay. Well, so who are the teams to watch this year? Well, now from what I understand, the table is what they call the standings. So the teams at the top of the table are Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Manchester City. Manchester has two teams. Good for them. Yeah, I guess uh, it's hard to tell the difference. Right now, Manchester United leads the Premier League with nine points. Does. Does that mean they've won nine games? No, no, only three, but they haven't lost or tied any. Obviously. Is that obvious? I don't know. I honestly don't know either, Dinah. We're trying real hard here, but uh, we just don't get soccer. Like, at all. We spent 20 minutes the other day debating which teams will get relegated at the end of the season. And what is that? Yeah, we don't know. I'm pretty sure being relegated is bad, though. Obviously. One thing we do know is that these soccer guys have weird names and really interesting hair. Oh yeah, and why does the clock count up and not down? And what's up with the scarves everyone wears, and the weird substitutions, and the yellow and red cards, and the guys with the different colored uniforms? The goalies? Yeah, it's weird. 
They probably say the same thing about American football. Ah, touche, Dinah. Well, good luck yelling about soccer, and maybe they'll let you start yelling about the NFL again soon. God, I hope so. That was Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN Radio's Sports Yell. Now it's time once again for our weekly Big Little Wins. Let's celebrate all the little wins in everyday life. Congrats to Rebecca Olson in St. Louis, who remembered to put out all of the ugly tchotchkes and knickknacks sent to her over the years by her Aunt Helen just prior to her visit. Those poorly painted pinecone porcupines may be cheap and are certainly ugly, but the smile on your aunt's face when she saw them on display was priceless. Well done on this Big Little Win. Our other big little win this week comes from Ken Grable in Brooklyn Heights, who remembered to call and cancel his subscription to a monthly clothing club just before the one-month free trial ran out. Good work, Ken. Now you won't have to pay for any of those socks, scarves, shoelaces, suspenders, or spats. If you or someone you know has an alliterative big little win, let us know by posting on our Facebook page or sending us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow. If you'd like to download the podcast, you can do it at iTunes or at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Obviously, one thing we do know is these. Mm-hmm. <laughs>